Hi, it's episode 26, season 3 of the Top Knotsworth Family Podcast. My name's Jav, joining me this week, Bex. Hello. And John Steggles again. Good afternoon all. Right, um, we've just beaten Fulham. I'm sounding croaky, so I'm going to come to you, Bex. Um, we finally won a game of football with a bit of <laughs> style and panache and, and conviction. Okay, so first of all, I didn't see the game on Thursday. I thought it should be quite an easy game. I don't know why I thought that. How stupid can you get? So I went to college instead and had a max thread running that everybody, there was quite a bit of swearing going on in there. So I don't, I can't compare it with Thursday's game, but to compare it to the Liverpool game last week, we actually turned up. It was really, really nice. There was some great play. Um, I'm guessing the possession stats will say that it was all ours. I don't think the scoreline necessarily reflected that. I think we had a lot of missed chances, but for the team, it must give them a whole heap of confidence that they can still play that way because it's something that's been missing for us for a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, I, I think we Ghent and going from this, there, and the, not just Ghent, the last couple of games before that as well, there's been a massive lack of confidence. Uh, Defence looked a bit shaky. Forwards looked like it wasn't happening. I re- back in the days of Yole, I think they, they went to Fulham again needing a result of some kind. I think that might be in the FA Cup as well. And today was very much the same. They had to get something out of today. And I think Potch went the right way with putting that team out that he did rather than playing the reserves. He handled it well today and, and proud that they the, the, uh, the result, really. It was, it was good, to have, good to have Jan back, of course. Um, and I felt with Jan and Toby, it, that so, much, um, so much of our success last season and this season stems from having that, that, those two players, that sp- that solid spine and I think it just oozes confidence throughout the rest of the team yeah and Jan looked like he hadn't even been away mm. uh, straight he, back he, in no problem he, he pushes so far to the left that Davis could push up further it was weird but, when Dyer was in there it was all too narrow and Davis had to fall back and even though we were kind of playing four at the back it was more of a, a, a three at times with Davis and, and even Trippier pushing forward it was it was um much better. It is good to have him back. He's he's a massive boost, and hopefully Danny Rose won't be long off either. And will every and the world will be rosy again. <laughs> I thought Trippier did quite well today. Actually, he was. I don't great. think he had a bad game at all. And no, the I... vision from him from the throw-in for the first goal to take that throw-in really, really quickly to spy Ericsson and then for Ericsson to get the ball across to Kane. I thought that because it all started with Trip. I thought that was really well done. No. Go on, go on. I, I was, I was just, just going to say that something that um, that on the last pod, um, David David Fornell mentioned about the team selection, about how that you know in the, in the old days you maybe would give somebody like Winks maybe one or two players you'd give them a chance in the FA Cup, but otherwise it would be a strong team, and that's effectively what what we got today. We got pretty much, you, aside from Vaughan and. Uh, Trippier and Winks 
it was pretty much our, our strongest of, of the players we've got available. Obviously, not notwithstanding Rose, our strongest. Um, you know, I would say it was eight of our strongest eleven, and three other players. Um, and, and I think it was perfect the, the, the way we set the way he set, set set the team up. Sorry, John, trip, did you, trip here. Did you see the um, the pre-match interview with Poch? No, unfortunately, I, no, I didn't catch that. Unfortunately. Okay, so um, only because my, you know, I'm getting on a bit. My recollection might be a little bit off. The interviewer asked Poch if the reason he had such a strong team this time was because of the last game against Wickham. And Poch said, "No, no." He said, "We we we will always make a, you know, look at the opponent and decide then who the team selection should be." And I thought today that really showed. He obviously thought that Fulham were better than they were, as it turns out. And he obviously didn't want to risk it. So, although I've said publicly previously, maybe um, Poch has been told that his focus is the league. Yeah, perhaps not. Perhaps that FA Cup is a, is a viable target. I think it would have been easier, easy for him today to play a weakened team, to yeah. maybe concentrate for, on Ghent on Thursday and then on the you know and the league games afterwards. But I'm I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he paid some some respect and actually went for it. Um, I, I, I was worried. I called it out. I didn't think we were going to win it in, in the week. I couldn't see how we were going to win it with the, with the results. And I hold my hands up. I got it completely wrong. But there was an element of a reverse psychology going on there. Let's, let's say they're not going to win and that we'll get the result. Um, I, I, I was completely wrong. And I'm glad that, we, that when, I, when I saw that team, I thought we, he's gone for it. And, and yeah, we, we, we were all over Fulham. It was lovely to see. Back to the pressing, back to the, the quick passing. It was great. It was great to see. And, and I think it was important, as well as obviously um, what the, the desire amongst our fans to progress in this competition and to win a trophy and to, as you say, show it the respect it, it, it deserves. It was also important just to get a win on the table and just to get players back into the right mentality, back into the right frame of mind with, with important games against Ghent and then Stoke next week coming up. I think it was good that he played, you know, our, our near strongest team, um, but by the two, two, two or three players I, I, I mentioned, um, rather than wholesale changes and then changing it again on Thursday, then changing it again on Sunday. I think that was really important. Um, on Ghent, sorry, I, I cut you off earlier, John, but you, you were making a sorry, on on Trippier rather, you were making a point about Trippier, I think. No, he he was fantastic today, and he's you know he's um, an able able support for Walker when Walker's not playing. I mean, he, there were you know Sessegnon came on late on um, when I think it, it must have been on after sixty minutes, and Trippier had you know been running up and down all day, and everybody's raving about this this kid being fast and nippy and a, a wonder kid, and yet every run he made, Trippier matched him and he was with him, which says to me he's as fast as Walker. Or he's got some pace about him, but every cross that Trippier put in was on a dime as well. He he is immense at crossing the football. I'd even say in that in certain situations he's better than Ericsson at it. And I'd have him on corners if he's on the pitch. I'd have Trippier yeah. on corners. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, yeah. You know he, he's 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 brilliant at, that, at, at those sort of situations. Um, uh, where Ericsson isn't, and you know, uh, today Ericsson was good and he did play well. And he, you know, did he get it? Was it three assists for him today? It, it was, I think it was three assists, but 
you know, even then, he's, his corners are woeful, straight into the keeper's arms or not beating the first man. Yeah, so. yeah and the commentators are still talking about him being a free kick expert. And I just get very cross indeed and start shouting at the TV at that point. Because it's not something that he's done in a while. So stop making it seem like he's going to score every time. The, the, the problem is, we, we all follow Spurs. We all watch Spurs. So we know Spurs inside out. But the professionals who, OK, they're, you know, they're not Tottenham fans, but, but, but all the, the pundits, surely if they're doing their homework properly, they should, they should, even if they don't know a particular team, they should at least do some research and the amount of stupid comments I hear, um, whether it's like, like you just said about um, Ericsson being a free kick expert or um, uh, Sooness a few months ago saying that, oh, how are Spurs going to cope without Harry Kane, which will, we, we almost as if it, it, it's never happened before. Um, that, that They don't seem to give us, we're, we're, yeah, we, we, we've said it before, that they don't seem to give us a credit that, that we deserve, but it's almost as if, it's just lazy punditry on their part. Um, the other, our other fullback, Davis. I thought he played really well as as well. And okay, he's not Danny Rose, but um, it's important that we've got an understudy and somebody who can come in and, and do a good job. And um, I thought he he handled himself um, quite well today. After the week, after the week he's had, I think he was given a torrid time against Liverpool and again against Ghent. I think he, you know, to come on and perform the way he has done today would be a massive boost to him. Uh, you know, people were, were not justifiably, but were having a right go at him after the performance he's put in. But I think that's... And I noticed today that Son was actually tracking back and providing cover. Yeah. It, I it thought Son quite, had a good game today all yeah, round the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. It was noticeable that the cover that he gave Davis today. So it's probably not surprising that he had a better game because he actually had help. But yeah, good on him. Good on him for actually getting out there and getting stuck in. Um, yeah, he's not he's not Danny Rose and he's never going to be Danny Rose. No. So it's a question of adapting his game to find out a way that's most effective. And obviously with some support from the rest of the team. Because that, for me, that was what Son was missing last Sunday. Sunday, Saturday against Liverpool. Um, he just left him, abandoned him to it. So Potcher's obviously quietly had a word or two and said... Um, this is what we want you to do. So maybe that's why it all seemed to click together today. Pre, pre-match, I know there, there was talk of possibly Kane not playing because he, he was carrying an, uh, a, monoc- a knock. But even going up into the Ghent game, some of the fans were saying, oh, you know, Kane hasn't scored in open play since, well, since I think it was West Brom. Um, and I don't know if that was such a big issue because he's gone through longer barren spells than, than, than that. But... Um, if that was a problem, well, it's good he got free, he got a hat trick today, and um, once again he's he's just showed that he's he's not a one season wonder. He's this is now the third season in a row that he's consistently firing firing them in. They have Berbatov in the studio, Berbatov and Jermaine Genus, and Mark Schwarzer, um, and Lineker was asking Berber about Harry Kane, and Berber's answer was he is now Mr Spurs. Yeah. He said, yeah, he because is. everything goes through him. And I was really, like, I'm a little bit taken aback about that. Um, I thought he'd have said somebody else, like Walker or Rose, that quite clearly gives everything for the team. But he was like, no, it's Kane. Because everything yeah, is I, focused I, on Kane. And I see that. You can see how much Kane loves the club and how much yeah, it means absolutely. to him. Um, 
you know, um, and there was a lovely tweet from Gary Lineker. Harry Kane's now got more hat-tricks for Spurs than Lineker scored. I think wow. it's four for Kane and three for Lineker. And the tweet from Lineker just said, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that's, that is some stat. Um, I wonder where, I mean, Defoe got a few hat-tricks for us. I wonder where Defoe and Ro- Robbie Keane fit in that, um, in that list. Um, I, I never felt at any point. I never felt the big difference between today and um, Wickham, the Wickham match. Although obviously we had a stronger team, and that's um, starting lineup, um, and but they're also more accustomed to playing with each other, and that's going to help, no doubt. But I felt that Wickham showed all of the character and fight that's needed for a team um, lower down if they want to prevail against us. And Fulham didn't really show that to me at any point. I didn't at, at any point. Um, when the first goal went in, um, John, you'll be reassured to know that I, do, I wasn't doing that thing. Oh, we need a second. We need a second. We need a third. <laughs> I, I was perfectly calm. I, I could. I was. I was already thinking thinking about the the the, the, um, the draw for the next round. Um, I didn't think they were threatening at any point. Um, man of the match, Bex. If you could pick a player. I. I don't know. I think Ericsson had a great game. Um, I think Trippier was really good. I think Kane obviously had a good time. It's really hard to just pick out one player. And I can't. I'm going straight in there and saying Harry Harry Winks. Harry Winks for me was the man of the match. He was exceptional today. He really was. He really was good. Some of the, 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 the movement and the passing he did for the second... He, he did the assist to the assist. He, he tackled the ball, a little turn, drove into them some, some space, and there was a chip over the top to Trippier, who laid it off to Ericsson, who put the ball in for Kane. And it, but it, it was all about Winks. That was all about Winks, that, that goal, and it was, it was glorious. There was a moment in the first half where, over a drop of a shoulder, he took three players out of the, Fulham players out of the game and he was off. He was, he was sublime today. I really, really enjoyed watching him. He hopefully has got a big future for us. Hopefully. I mean, I've seen posts today and things on, on social media saying he's uh, the new Modric and he's that good. Now, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but, you know, keep his feet on the ground and his head in the right place and he'll go a long way for us. I so just he's don't the want same. To... Sorry. Go on. No, 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 carry um, on. He's the same age as um, Sessegnon that they were all raging about. Wow. Oh, yeah, Sessegnon's fantastic. And I was like, yeah, but hang on. It's not like Harry Winks is, you know, past it or ancient. And yet, Winks, to an extent, well, helped control the game. And Sessegnon just came on the pitch. Yeah. But they are the same age. And I was a little bit kind of, hmm, give the credit. If you're going to give it one side, then give it to both. I don't know why I thought that. Anyway. Winks reminds me, Modric is the one that that, that keeps being banners about. Um, again, David Fornell previously likened him to um, young Michael Carrick. I think he's got the technical ability and the skill of Carrick, but I think he's got the dynam- dynamism of somebody like a young Scott Parker, who, bless him, um, came on in the second half. I, I was gutted that he didn't start the match. I was a big, big, big fan of Scott Parker. Um, mm-hmm. Both, um, well, in fact, even before he signed for us, um, and I was hoping that I'd see that that three sixty turn one last time, but um, I don't think he. <laughs> I think the, the, the game, the, the game just passed him by. There was one point where Dembele just outmuscled him out, out in in midfield, which I okay, Dembele does to, to most players, but it was just uh, a bit of the 
Tottenham past and Tottenham present. Um, he still has. Somebody else said he still got that look of um, the, the a wing commander about him, the stiff upper <laughs> lip. Um, I think that was Emma. Emma, I've nicked that one from you, but he, he really does. Chocks away. <laughs> I'd um yeah, difficult to put, pick him out of the match. I'd I'd go with standout performers Trippier. We mentioned Kane, obviously his hat trick. Winks. Um, Toby and Toby and Yan do, doing what they do at the back. Oh, yeah, Yan um, looks, looks. Yeah, good. but it's what they do. They do that. They are so solid that they get overlooked. Not overlooked by our fans, I think generally. But that's their job. Yeah. And they do it so well that you don't even notice that they're doing their job quite often. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's not to discredit them because I think they're both awesome. But they just do it so effortlessly. Well, well I'll tell you who also played really well and, and, and effort, uh, effort, effort, effortlessly. With no well, effort, yeah. Wanyama, with, yeah, thank you. Wanyama, okay. um, he, just, he just did what he had to do, did the simple things, broke up the play, moved it forwards. Um, very industrious, um, and I don't think he gets. Sometimes I don't think he gets the credit that he should fully deserve among some of our fans. Um, it's nice, both at, at the match um, and then also earlier on. Um, I was in the pub with Sam Moore um, and um, lots of Spurs fans singing about the Wanyama song, um, which is probably one of the most original chants that our fans have c- c- come up with. Um, which goes. I don't know that one. Which, which goes along the lines of Victor Wanyama, Victor Wanyama, he ate spaghetti and he likes it or something like that. Um, okay, I can, yeah, okay. Um, I do think the away fans today were, as ever, fantastic because that's what I heard throughout the majority of the game. I, I, it, was, it was either our fans or those stupid paper rattly things that like they have at Leicester. Um, and Leicester should just be relegated for bringing those into circulation <laughs> in football. Well, They're god awful. It, it's interesting. Okay, so um, if this is my fir- first visit to Craven Cottage. I've, I've got to say, as away trips go, this has been one of the most enjoyable trips. Yes, I know we, we won, and that helps. Um, but um, Fulham, very friendly. Con- contrast between them and their West London neighbours down the road Chelsea couldn't couldn't be any more different very friendly um, club um, the the walk to the ground um, was, was just really nice just um, along along Putley Bridge just really picturesque their stadium it's a beautiful beautiful old fashion um, stadium um, everything was great in fact where we were sat you had the away fans I think we had three or four 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 thousand possibly allocation for away fans and then right next to that um, behind the goal, there was, a, there was a, an area of 3,000, which is a mixed zone, um, which is exactly wow. that, mixed mixed fans. Um, and that's that's where I was. Um, and it was predominantly full of Tottenham fans. Um, but the fact that you can do that at Fulham says a lot about the club and says it, it, mm. it's, just, it's just so friendly, the atmosphere. Um, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, it was friendly, peaceful and serene, but don't confuse that with... I mean, I'm using the word adjective peaceful. It was the atmosphere was good. It was like any other away day, but you you just had a peace of mind. Um, it, it 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 was just really nice. And then yeah, inside the stadium, um, the the rattly things. I quite like them. They're a throwback to a 
Didn't they come from the no. uh, South Africa World Cup originally? No, they're the Vuvuzelas and they can go in no, the same bin with them. I know, no. I've got one that came from South Africa because my aunt very kindly brought it over for my daughter. Thanks, Carol. Um, but I thought it was something else that they had then at the World Cup. Maybe it's just it was just the Vuvuzelas. Um, it, they're yeah, sort they of like a folded annoying. bit of card, aren't they? Yeah. They're a folded bit of card that they hit off their hands. God, every time the, 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 the camera cut to their fans, it was just like they're full of hipsters and toffs sitting there with their hampers. Um, they, they, what they do were you expect? Just, yeah, exactly. They were quiet and they're pointless. It was Yeah, and Richard Osman, they were pointless. Completely he, pointless. He walked, yeah, he, he made he, a he walked really good us. point, actually. He said um, yeah. he was very disappointed that Spurs didn't disregard the traditions of the cup and turn up with a weeping team because then he thought his beloved Fulham might have had a chance. Which I thought was a nice little bit of gentle humour. Yeah, he, I, I like Richard Osman. He's all right, apart from being a Fulham fan. The, but uh, I'll, one thing I'll, I'll say today that uh, the best chant we sang it in France and we sang it in Spain. Yeah, that, we sing that, in the sun and we sing in the rain. What a song! That, I tried to stop us and look what he did. Because the best thing about it is being a year. Been a year that was brilliant. Year, I, I, I got my ten-year-old singing that. We were bouncing on the sofa because they, <laughs> they were at um, a birthday party. And I was at football this morning and I came in and had to catch up watching it. So I watched it sort of I'm trying to avoid the score. So we're walking out and one of the parents goes, oh, Tottenham are 1-0 up. Thanks very much. I'm trying to avoid the score. So I just came home and sat and watched it. And then they came in from a party and Charlie came in. Is Tottenham playing, Dad? Yeah, come and sit and watch. So he, he sat and watched and he was singing the songs with me. So he's a good lad. He's a good Spurs kid. Well, the, well at- the atmosphere f- throughout the, the match w- was good, but particularly in the second half, and obviously you've got the usual um, Spurs, we're on our way to Wembley and Aussie Stream and, and all of that, and Queso Arthra, which, which I love. I, I, that, to me, Queso Arthra is just a, a, that... Um, uh, there's something timeless about that. But there was a 10-minute spell where we were just singing... Um, uh, the uh, thing I like most is being a yid and because of again where I was situated with, with, with Sam and we were in the mix area you could hear behind us and to our left um, all the away fans singing it so it was a bit more difficult for us to start a chant because we're surrounded by you know a mix of foot, Spurs and Fulham fans predominantly Spurs, Spurs fans but it, but it sort of breaks up but yeah, um, him and I were were, were 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 shouting our heads off, and for, it was just it was a period of I don't know ten minutes, maybe it was more. It was just all we were doing was just singing that song, um, which was great. Um, really, it does give it a good atmosphere. Across. Sorry, it does. It, it, does. it, it does, and it came across really well on the telly, really, really well. It was just all Spurs. Uh, yeah. The only the only chant I didn't like was when they were going na 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 your shit. Yeah, uh, I don't like you, that either. Yeah, I don't like that either. It's meh. It's a bit common. That had and a type... I don't like singing songs about Judas either. Right, that's just me. Yeah, I don't... The, 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 um, the Hey Jude song, um, I think that was only briefly sung, and I think that there's a time and a place for that, and that was West Ham last season, 4-1. Um, <laughs> and I think that it, it should be preserved for those occasions. The Judas songs, I think... For, I know for... why, I just don't want to credit the guy for anything, and I certainly don't want his name being said at all but I, that's just me because i really fucking despise him i i'm with you on that in that i think um look i think I, firstly i think any football any good football song if it's catchy it's catchy so people are gonna people are gonna 
um, re re repeat it. But with the Judas thing, I I only I think it really should be again, say for particular occasions like um, a North London derby. Um, but you might take it one step further and just say, well, why are we even mentioning his name? Fuck. Well, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, hey, it happens. Can't change it. We um. No, I'd, I'd I'd only chant it if he if he was there. <laughs> I remember, I remember when he came back to um, play for Arsenal at the lane that what, that last time, and there's a lovely photo of, of the uh, of him walking down the touchline trying to take a throw in, and the vitriol you can see the vitriol in the photo, and he just looks like I shouldn't be here. He, he knew he knows at that point of how much we hate him. I think it's got through, but I'd only sing it to him if he was there. Not I wouldn't give him any lip service if he wasn't. Yep. Um, we've got about, by the way, five five minutes to 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 the draw for the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Um, before, and we're gonna we're gonna do that live on. Well, we're not gonna do it live, but we're gonna listen to it live as it happens. Um, I've got it. I've got Twitter open, and I've got the Emirates FA Cup draw thing, and they they it's tweeting and it's updating, so they're gonna put it out live on here. Excellent. So okay, I'll so shout out the shout them out as they come out. We're, we're number two. I believe in the hat. Um, yep. Question yep. from we had a question on today's game from Kent Goodrich. He says three um, nil up. Kane comes off and Poch's three subs are all mid, mid midfielders. Janssen is clearly not trusted. Is his time at Spurs up? No. No. Next question. Look what Poch no. does. Look <laughs> what he a... does with players. You don't write a player. He's not going to write a player off. Not if it's a player he wanted in. He's 22. He's pl plenty of time to, to come good. Plenty of time. I mean, um, but it's not uh, like he was a uh, shit player when he came no. in. Do you know what I mean? No. Okay. So, no. Yeah. I agree with you both. and I, I know, So let, that's a resounding no. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here for, for a minute. Um, we also signed um, last summer Clinton and G. And for whatever reason... We haven't given him a chance, and he's been loaned back to the club that we signed him from, Marseille. Um, yeah, but is that just because Poch wanted Nkudu? Possibly. Because that was the deal, wasn't it? Possibly. We got Nkudu, and they wanted Nji. So there's a reason. Uh, and, you know, I've said it before. We don't know all the ins and outs. But So that might be why Nji went back. Maybe he was unhappy with the language. Maybe he just didn't settle here. Maybe Poch just wanted him to go back to get a little bit more experience I don't know but I don't think Janssen should be written off just yet okay um one thing that occurred to me um was on the bench am I right in thinking Dyer was on, on wasn't on the bench is that correct we had Carter Vickers and um and Vimmer on the bench um Eric Dyer he's I don't think he's been playing particularly well recently um, I mean he's, 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 he's had the odd, the odd game where he's played well um, it's just strike me to, today looking at looking at the lineup whether if we've got all our players fit then depending on what formation we, we go with whether Dyer would necessarily be a show in in, 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 in the starting 11 because I'm not sure that he would I think if we play with a back three then yes but if we go four two um, four three two one, then he, he wouldn't for me. Obviously, he wouldn't start ahead of Toby and Jan. And in midfield, I would put Wanyama, I'd put Dembele, and I'd put Winks ahead of him at the moment. Ooh, I, Ooh. I understand Wanyama. 
Dembele, you're still not going to get a full season's worth of game out of him. He's not going to play week in, week out. Um, Wink's ahead of Dyer. Oh. At the, I, at I the moment, on, on form, on form. I, I can't help feeling a bit, feel a bit sorry for Dyer. Last season, he was immense, yeah. and he he was very much part of of what we became and what moved us on. And they've bought Wanyama in, who now seems to be doing what Dyer did, but more. So I can't help feeling a little bit sorry for 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 Dyer in that he's not getting the same game time as he did last season. Because when Dyer sat in front of the defence last season, he was solid. He was absolutely solid. Um, so, yeah, I think Wanyama coming in has kind of shunted him yeah. back a bit, really. Uh, it's pity, but that's that's what happens. Players come in, they prove themselves, and and people have to get shuffled about and wait for game time. I don't think... I think if, if other players, Winks, Wanyama, um, and if we've got... Um, Toby and uh, Jan back fit. I don't think a rest for Dyer is a bad thing. Um, just just to re- regroup um, because we know what he's capable of. Um, he showed that last season, and he's a good footballer. Um, on the draw for the FA Cup, is there anybody that either of you particularly fancy? So we've got Lincoln, Millwall, Middlesbrough, Chelsea have made it through. Man United, <laughs> Sutton. I was thinking, I was going to say the same. Sutton They're number four. Sutton um, or Arsenal, um, and no Sutton, no, no, no. It's going to be Sutton. It's going okay. to be Sutton. City and Huddersfield are the other. Well, of course, having seen Millwall with ten men knock out the current Premier League champions yesterday, which just couldn't have been any freaking funnier. Um, yeah, we shall see. So they are just about to start the draw. Jav, how do you want to play this? Um, if I've, either of you have got a TV nearby, and we can switch, it I've on. got it on YouTube in front of me. I've got a TV on. I don't really if, care. Uh, are they, is that, that's not working. Uh, Owen Come Hargreaves on. and Chris Sutton are doing the draw with Jake Humphrey standing there looking like a dick as usual. Okay. I never said that. Oh, he, he is a tall dick. Um, I don't know how much we delay this because I'm, I'm looking at it now. Online. No, it's all right. Well, they're still you, chatting got... on. Yeah. yeah. Right, we'll keep play. going. Um, as we are, as, as we are too. Um, uh, Sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll do that. the away teams. I'll do the away teams. <laughs> <laughs> No. I'll be Chris Sutton. Uh, yeah, we can do that. We'll, we can recreate the FA Cup draw. Why we not? We can do that. We can do that. I'm not. Uh, by the way, I'm not going to edit, edit it. it, it it's, it's podcast. Oh, okay. Um, right, okay. While we're while we're waiting <laughs> while we're waiting for that, <laughs> anything else you want to add about today's match? No, it was it was, it was, it was a good, good game. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed confidence watching building. Needed. Sissoko was Sissoko when he came on. Uh, oh, please, please, yeah. Milan, buy him. I'm, so, I'm sorry, and I know that people we shouldn't slate our own players and that, but my God, please, enough is enough. Somebody will have started a, a crowdfunder for his flight, won't they? I'll drive him. I don't mind. God, <laughs> he's, that's he's awfully abysmal. good of you. He he can't pass. He can't tackle. He can't cross. Um, he can he can run with a ball. He's he's like Dembele, but without any of any of the silkiness <laughs> or. He's, that's really harsh to Dembele. You know that, right? No, no, no that's that's the thing. I don't mean it to be, but he's he's just like a Dem, Dembele sort of like you know he's 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 smooth. He's round. He's silky. He's got touches. He looks up. He can when he go goes past people and pushes through people. There's you know it's it's you know it's not brute force. It's just like he's got through them. Dembele's just like a it's like a rhino. He just charges through things. He's oh, he's not a footballer. He is immense. He's, he's not. 
the first thing he did when he came on, right, he gave, he gave, gave, gents, gave the ball gents, away. Gents. So, are we doing he this gave the ball away, live? the first thing. Yeah, let's do it live. Yeah, right, the, Chelsea. Yeah, the, balls, the balls are out of the bag. Chelsea, I think, the first oh, you had, team drawn. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we'll, we'll, we'll go with Bex because she's ahead of both of us. Yeah, you're, Ooh, ahead, of, you're ahead of me. Sweet, Chelsea Man United. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, come nice. along, you two. Stop chit-chattering and just get on with it. Yeah, uh, I've got Chelsea. Chelsea have just come out. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not a fix then. That's is it number right. two? Is it number two? I'll let you know. Ease up. No, that's Middlesbrough play Huddersfield or Man City. Oh, nice. We're gonna get Arsenal. Oh. We're gonna get Arsenal, aren't we? We're gonna get Arsenal. God, we this this is good draw. podcasting. Oh, oh we're at home. go on. Come on, Lincoln. Come on. Come on, Chris Sutton. Will, it, will, will Sutton draw Sutton? I think. We have Millwall. Ooh, nice, nice. Okay, fine, I'll oh, take well, that. That's a bit of a shame, actually, because now that leaves Lincoln and then Sutton or the Goons. So if Sutton go through, they're playing another non-league side. I think that's yeah, a bit that's, that's a bit poor. At least there'll be one yeah, non-league yeah, team in the semis. Yeah, but whoever it is, that's Sutton true. or... Um, game. Yeah, I don't mind Mill. Okay. Mill's all right. That's I think that'll right. be good, and it's at the lane, which but, is better. And it will I be the last us. ever. It will be the last ever FA Cup tie at White Hart Lane, as we know it. True, very true. Um, and we should beat Millwall. Um, and where do they play the semis then? At Wembley. Yeah, April at Wembley. Yeah. Yeah, I've probably just glossed over it because we haven't been paid. We haven't been there for so long. So um, that's such a rarity. Tenth and third ties to be played between the tenth and thirteenth of March. Which also, by the way, means so that's that the weekend we- before the Southampton game. That's right, and that that weekend we were supposed to play Crystal Palace away, so that's going to be re- rearranged. Um, no, 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 no. Between the tenth and thirteenth. Oh yeah, it is a weekend, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Rebecca. Yeah. So Everton at home, then um, then Millwall at home, and then Southampton at home. Three home ties. Um, mm, games in a row. Three, three, yeah, uh, probably be some European games. Possibly, possibly if we beat Ghent. Um Arsenal, interesting though. If they, yeah, as you say, if if they beat Sutton, then they'll get Lincoln. So they've got a shoe in to the semi-finals. Unfortunately, hopefully Sutton can beat them tomorrow. Um, but that that's a good that's a good draw. Um, Ghent, okay, and Ghent. Chelsea and Man United as well. <laughs> yeah, we know. And then Middlesbrough got okay, Man City right. Okay. Um, Ghent, very briefly, we've got them in the next round. Um, sorry, we've, what, what am I talking about? We've got Ghent on Thursday. Next leg. Next leg, even. Um, Bex, I know you said you didn't watch the game, um, which mm. was a very wise move on your part. Um, you I know, I went to... to learn all about project management instead. Which yep. bit of that was the wise move then, seriously? Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, could, exactly. Could you do a, not watching the game. Could you do, exactly. a, uh, do us a Gantt <laughs> chart of the match, please, Bex? Bugger off. Um, I... <laughs> I ate um, some olives, which were which were which were which were delicious, and they were they were more interesting than watching the game, um, which was quite dour and I think were quite poor. Flemish. Sim- simple, simple as. Um, John, you want to add anything to, to that? Um, it was my daughter's swimming lesson, so I came home <laughs> and had missed the kickoff, um, and then we uh, again me and me and Charlie sat and watched it, and he, Daddy, can we turn it over? No, I've got to watch it, Charlie. Daddy, can we turn it over? No, I've got to watch it, Charlie. And I stuck with it, but it was exactly the same as the Man City or Liverpool games 
I don't know if it, if it's the midfield getting overrun, Wanyama and Dembele. If they put the pressure on them, the balls go backwards, and we're prone to lose it and getting attacked easily. And if we, they're getting losing the ball, it doesn't get forward to Son or Ericsson, and we're not scoring goals. So basically, they're putting the pressure on the midfield. From what I from you know just from observations, and that's that's what cost us. And it was the same against Liverpool, and it was the same against Man City as well. Um, but I, uh, lesser teams won't do that. Millwall won't do that. Mm. Mill, uh, m- um, yeah, I'm quite happy with that draw, to be honest with you. I Can I just that... say that was top, top podcasting, by the way, handling yeah. that live draw. That was good. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> we. <laughs> I am taking the credit. No, I'm not letting those pair of clowns. No, no, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I, on the um, on the Kent game, I mean, we, obviously we, we had. Jan out and 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 we've still got Danny Rose out and I still think that the the our recent matches up until t- today, post West Brom, I think we've not having Jan in particular, not having Rose, not just for what they bring, but the fact that it's affected the balance of the team and we can't play with three at the back and wing backs. I think that's that's been a be, been a big blow. Um, but in terms of um, Thursday. You've got to go back a fair bit to the last time that we won a, um, a knockout tie away from home in Europe, and it was six years ago, crouching the San Siro. Um, we don't play; we haven't played particularly well in Europe um, last season. Okay, we, we 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 did okay at home in in, in the games against Monaco and Anderlecht um, and Fiorentina, but away from home, we weren't we didn't set the world alight. So. Shouldn't really come come as come as a surprise. Um, first day's match. I think personally, I think we'll we'll turn it around at Wembley, um, and I'm going to predict two 0 to us. Well, one nil and then penalties, extra time and then penalties. Oh no! So, yeah, what, and so whoever's going, it's going to be a late night. Sorry. Oh bollocks. Um. Is this more headology? Yes, yes. That's it, it's yes. It's reverse psychology. Totally. That's what I'm going to claim anyway. It's absolute bollocks. I just don't think we're going to do very well. Bex, are you you going to project project that we'll march to the next round or...? Oh, I, I, I didn't see Thursday, so I don't know what the opposition are like. But seriously, why the fuck are we not wiping the floor with them? Well, because we, we don't have a good record in Europe. I think... I, yeah, I, but, I, I but think... we should, on paper, you look at how they're doing in their Belgian league, um, we should have wiped the floor with them. And I can't see us being any better at Wembley where we don't like it anyway, for whatever reason. Well, we've It'd got be a... very nice to think that they're fi- we're finally going to turn it on, you know, and the win today will right. um, push the team maybe to turn up. But seriously, on form so far, I think we're really going to struggle on Thursday again. I think will we... he throw? Will he throw it? Do you think? No, will he put no, out no. a weakened team? No. no. I think um, Larissa will be back, and I think we, we we we've already won at Wembley against CSK, um, and I think winning today helps. And, I, and I, I can see us winning and progressing through to the next round. I can't see us going much further because I, I I do think at the moment we are light, light years away from other other European teams, and we shouldn't be, but we are. The, the, the results would suggest that certainly away from home. 
Um, as for the Wembley thing, we've we've got to start. We did it against the SK. We've got to start making a habit of winning there because if we get to the semis, the FA Cup. If we get to the final, I know it's it's a set piece occasion rather than a a league match. But we we've those are games we've got to win. And if we're playing there next season, then we we've got to start to make it home from home. Um, I can't be asked to talk about Stoke. Um, Spurs ladies, um, how do they do, Bex? Well, it's funny you should ask. So I really wish that somebody would look at the matches, all the matches that are going on. Because much as I'm okay with my football, it's really hard to concentrate tracking one game in on Twitter that kicks off at two and watching another one live that kicks off at two. Like, really? Seriously? Can somebody not look at this and go, actually, can the ladies play a bit later, a bit earlier? Can the lads play at a different time? Because it's just messing with my head. Anyway, so today the girls played FA Cup fourth round. Um, against Brighton and Hove Albion, who are a league above them. And we beat them 1-0 at Chesson this afternoon. So that was really, really good. Keeps the girls with their 100% unbeaten record this season. That's, so I'm really pleased for them. Uh, and they are through to the next round of the Cup, which happens tomorrow. Excellent. So they had a fantastic... They must be just so pleased. And then I've just looked at the fixture list as part of my research, because I do actually research this <clears throat> sometimes. Um, and the... Fixture list originally had the ladies playing Portsmouth next weekend in Pompey. So I was going to go to the game and I've got a mate of mine lined up. I was going to drag her along as well. Just looked at the fixture list. Next weekend, they're playing the Capital Women's Senior Cup, which they won last year. Um, uh, they're playing Crystal Palace Ladies. I don't have a venue for that. And it's another two o'clock kickoff next Sunday. So that's where they are at the moment. And because this weekend was a cup weekend, there's been no league action. But if I just really quickly look like I'd know what I'm doing and um, just check the league, because they were top last week. So Bianca Baptiste scored today, which she's really good. Um, we're still top of the league, played 11, 31 points. Nearest rivals are Charlton, played 13, 29 points. So all looking good for a promotion push this year, which will be fantastic for the girls. Excellent. Um, on Stoke, um, we should do predictions, really. Um, I... Uh... Um, I've watched I've watched this play Stoke at home on three occasions. I've never seen us beat Stoke. Um, they are my West Brom bogey team, um, so I don't have a good feeling about next week. Um, John, cheer me up. Tell, win. Tell, tell, win. Win. Three nil. Three nil. Win. Three nil. Win. Easy. I, I broke my hoodoo against West Brom, and uh, you know we played so well that day. But I, I think we'll beat Stoke. They might have had a nice long break and they're probably overseas somewhere in Dubai or Tenerife somewhere doing a warm weather training camp. But they won't be prepared for what they'll, what they'll get hit. Danny Rose will be back for that, I would imagine. Should I hope. Be. And yeah, I don't think they'll they'll be able to cope. 3-0. Mm. Easy. Okay. Um, is that all right for you, Dad? Was that good? Was that more? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. And the, and the best bit was the fact that you said Danny Rose is going to be back. I didn't know he was going to be back, back yeah. that soon. Yeah, oh, I think that's... he yeah. should be back for next week. Excellent. He'll be back for Sunday. Not for Thursday, but should be back for Sunday. So that's a half one kickoff. Are we on TV? Oh, I guess we're not, actually, if it's half one. Anyway, um, yeah, I think we should win that. She says optimistically, but I'm, I'm only going to go for two instead of three. Okay. Um, 
Right, um, let's finish off with some questions. As ever, um, you can send us questions via the Tottenham Hotspur Family podcast Facebook page. You can email us, spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Family podcast.com or you can contact us via Twitter. The handle the Twitter handle is at THF Podcast. Um, Ed Brad, I have a theory on Ericsson's poor dead ball skills. He is lulling the opposition into a false sense of security. From the next game, he will be 100% accurate and we will win everything. Don't listen to the commentators! Is all I have to say to Mr Brad. Because he's clearly, you know, absorbing that drip feeding they say of, oh, you know, he's not doing as well as he could. Just ignore them. Does it matter? Really? No. Is that what we bought him for? Ericsson played really well today. You know, really well today. Apart from his corners and his dead balls, he's, he's, you know, he's very good. He even put some tackles in, I seem to recall. Um, But, yeah, get other people doing it. Harry Kane should have had a a pop for the free kick. Get Trippier taking some. Kane Kane on corners? No. Over my dead body. Free kicks. Free kicks. Um, Richard Healy, uh, friend of the show. I keep hearing we need pace in our team. Do you think we need something else in the attacking third? Pace, more aggression or something else? General point rather than relate to an excellent performance today. Uh... I don't know. Is there anything missing from today? Is this something that Poch needs to... Make sure that we have for Thursday. I think we're at, we are at our best when we move the ball quickly forwards. Um, and I think today, um, and I know this big bugbear of mine, and that's Larice and his distribution. And I think Vorm is a lot better at getting the ball quickly, throwing it out to um, a few occasions today, Ben Davis. And just getting the ball forward and moving it along in into the opposition half. Um, and I think sometimes we can be a bit too... Tottenham, both under Pochettino and to a much greater degree under AVB, we are at our worst when, we, when we're when we pedestrian and we move the ball sideways. Um, and we just need to be quick and incisive. And when, when we are, teams can't cope. There was a lot of one-touch passing going on today. Yeah. The little yeah. triangles were back. The player that I noticed. The player I noticed that slowed us down today was Delhi. Um, there was a couple of occasions where he had the ball when he was a, uh, and he could have played a man in and he stopped and he pushed it around the edge of the box. So I don't know if he just needs to turn it around. But the, the question about pace, our pace comes from the wing backs from Walker and Rose and then pushing on. So if you put any pacey wingers in the side you're taking that role away from them and, and stopping the way we play fundamentally yep. so I don't think it would suit us um, really I think it's it's a balance it's a, a fine balance in, in, in keeping the way we play well and finding players to fit that system um, put Bale in that side he would be through the middle and up front he wouldn't be down one of the wings at all because he where he turned into a left winger or would they just push him back into the left wing and have him put, playing that role you know it's it's where do you play those players once they come in yeah. is the question it, and I don't think it fits in if we had Bale back who I would I, I, I would give my I'd give my left bollocks to have him back um, actually I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far but um, uh, he could play at left back no yeah but that, that's the thing. Where, where, where would the, where would the pacey people fit in that? They've got to be able to defend. 
and they've got to be able to go, get forward. And, you know, those players are rare, rare as hen's teeth. We've got Danny Rose and we've got Walker. Trippier can do it. Davis, if he gets protection, can do it. Mm. But you can't stick a, a left winger, a pacey left winger in front of them or a right winger in front of them. It won't work. No, because you're just going to suffocate them. Okay, next question. We sort of touched upon this. Sam Ricketts, um, I'll read out anyway. Um, Sam Ricketts, where do you think Dyer fits in our team? And who would you choose, Dyer or Wanyama? That's his question. Um, Ed Brad comments, when Rose returns, um, we will see the return of, a, of, of the back three. Jan, Toby, Dyer, especially with the development of Winks and, and Wanyama. So, Dyer or Wanyama? At the moment, I'd say Wanyama. And that hurts because yeah. I love Eric Dyer. Yeah. Go go with form. Wanyama's on form at the moment. Dyer's yeah, absolutely. having a bit of a poor spell, so Wanyama. Well, to be fair, Wanyama's been good all season. Yeah. Well, I think at the start of the season, there was, because of what Dyer did the previous season, um, there was that question, who do you, who do you go for? Um, and now I think it, I think Wanyama's nailed it. Yeah. Because he, he's, he's, he's done it consistently. Over the course of the season, um, he's grown from strength to strength, and, and Dyer isn't performing on a consistent basis to the level that we know he can. Um, I would say out of the two, Banyama. But if we go with the back three, then 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 play Dyer um, as a centre back alongside Jan and Toby. Yeah, that would work. If Banyama's not playing, Dyer steps into that role, which he can play, and we know he can play, and he'd probably be awesome at it. But he can't really cover for Jan or Toby no. or any of the others at the back, unfortunately. Square pegs, round holes. Yeah. Uh, okay, final two question, questions. Ed Brad, another one from Ed Brad. Um, he just says, uh, it's not so much a question, but a statement. Statement of fact, Harry Winks will be the next World Cup world-class player from our academy. He was good today. Mm. He was very good today. He was good. I wouldn't like to put that much pressure on the shoulders of a 20-year-old. Although, having said no. that, a 20-year-old who was playing at this level can probably cope with a bit of pressure. And he's the under-21 skipper or the under-20 skipper as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. For England. So, he's probably used to dealing with a fair amount of pressure anyway. Um, for me, um, I don't know when the next England squad is, is announced, but I think Wink should, should be in it. Um, no. No. No? No. Really? No. Honestly, leave him at the level he's at. I have a massive bitch about the, the way that football squads are chosen. But don't lift players out of their age set too soon. There oh. are some that, that need that but, and some that don't. So leave him where he is for now. Don't add anything else to his pressure. Let him develop his game at his own pace. And if that means playing with the under-20s for a bit longer, then leave him there. I would agree with that, and I would say that in years gone by, absolutely. I think at the moment, the the, the quality of English players is so poor. Yeah, but you're not going to improve it by moving them ahead out of their. No, no, indeed, but but it, but it's, but, but 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 if you're gonna, I think there's pressure. I think there there, there will be pressure under under Southgate um, or whoever the England manager today to pick those players that are in form. Um, but in the past, I think you would have other players that more established and would would be in those squads and and then you could you could do that. And you're right, I don't think it will I don't think it will help him. Um but To be fair, I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't watch England anyway on the grounds that they're shit and it drives me insane. Because they it's I, I just don't enjoy those matches. 
so I don't watch them. I, I don't think there's any... If you've got a squad of 25 players or a squad of 40 that they're saying narrowed down, I don't think there's any harm having them along and fitting into that. But I don't think he'd make the cut for it. If we were going to a tournament, he wouldn't make the cut for, for going to a tournament. Um, so I don't think there's any worries there. But there's no harm having him train with the side and seeing how he fits in. Um, he's he's a he's a cracking player. The only thing I want him to do is change his squad number to 40. Yeah, that was mentioned today. It made me <laughs> smile. He's got he's got to, he's got to. That is a marketing man's dream. It yes. really is. I, I if, think, if he doesn't, he's a fool. I think that um, what are we? 2017. I think 18 months down the line, he could be a possibility for Russia 2018. An outside chance of making that squad if he continues, if he continues if at he, this rate. Yeah, if he if he keeps on in its incremental in its steps of, of how he improves, then that's not that's not out of the realms of possibility. And agree. imagine imagine an England team. It's not squad, but starting eleven of Walker and Rose and Dyer and Winks and Ali and Kane, and also Trippier in the squad. That would be good. Could could we claim we've won the World Cup then? Yes. If we, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, well, if everybody turns up, but that's a whole separate conversation. That's, that's just, um, just talking of work, world-class players coming out from our academy. The other obvious one, um, I wouldn't certainly. Wouldn't, Tom Carroll. Uh, no. Um, I believe you're playing devil's advocate there, John, Ed, Ed, <laughs> or just winding him up. Winding him um, up. Edwards, Edwards, who I, I, was, I was a bit disappointed that he wasn't on the bench today, but he, he travelled down with the squad, and it just occurred to me that I think that I think Mauricio wants to have him in and around the squad, and I think that I can't see him. I know he played against, he featured against Gillingham, he came off came off the bench, but at the moment I can't see him playing in the league for us this season. If we as we continue progressing in the FA Cup, I can't see him. Okay, all right, featuring. okay. Do you think that's why Poch put a 22-year-old established goalscorer in the team and he's done nothing but get slated by fans? And do you think maybe that's why Poch doesn't want to do that to Marcus Edwards? I think that's a very good point, yeah. Yeah, and I think he's... He Who's what, him 19, very... 18, 19, younger than yeah. that maybe? Yeah. Why would he? At the moment, it goes back to pressure again. Why put a player in the firing line when you don't absolutely have to? I get the whole thing about having them get some experience with the team, but not put them up for to get slated like that. And the thing is with Edwards is, yes, there's lots of talk about him, but very few people have seen him. Mm. I can't see him playing this season for us, then. Yeah. Because we're, we're at the... He doesn't need uh, to. Well, you know, he was. He, I think he signed, he, he signed a, a, an extension or a deal with us on the grounds that he would get some game time. But now at the stage of the season we're in and the games that are coming up and the importance of them all from now on in, I can't see him being played. I think I his, his chance his chance for us this season is gone, I think, which is a pity. I'd agree, I'd agree with that. I mean, we he, he featured a little bit against Gillingham and then we obviously went out in the next round to Liverpool and I think I think he was he was out injured for that match anyway. Yeah, he um, got injured, yeah. yeah. And, and now the, 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 the nature of the games that we've got in the business end of the season are such that... You're right. I don't. I don't think he'll play, but I, I can see him hopefully featuring more next season. Um, final question: Annette Smith asks, "What do you think Wanyama ate with his spaghetti?" I don't care. No. Concrete. 
uh, so, some kind of stone granite he's because he's so <laughs> tough solid yeah he eats it with rocks spaghetti and rocks that should be the chance spaghetti and rocks spaghetti and rocks <laughs> that's what that's what it should be um, I don't have anything imaginative to add. I think I think, <laughs> I, can't I, think top that. I think I think uh, meatballs and and I think um, yeah yeah spag 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 and and and, and meatballs. Um, right, um, that's it, folks. Um, Bex, Be- thank you, thank you, Adela. Thank you, John. Thank you. It's been a blast. Thank you very much. <laughs> right, we're recording the next pod um, a week today after Stoke match, uh, probably about five o'clock or something like that. Anyway, um, right, and on that note, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather around and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt.